In a world of bus schedules and business calls, sidestep into a realm of Koigyu casting in Klingons. Okay, people, get your geek on. everyone, it's July 1st, 2013, and you're listening to episode 75 of Knit One Geek 2. I'm Karen. And I'm Maggie. Wee! Happy Canada Day! Happy Canada Day, everybody! Maggie's back! Yep, I'm back. Hi! <laughs> I made it! I'm not dead! So we are decked out in our uh, patriotic colorful wear. Yep, we're both wearing red. Both wearing red. In fact, the whole household is wearing red today, isn't there? Yeah, yep. Mom's wearing was wearing red too. My household's running around in just dirty laundry, so you can leave that to your imagination. Yes, because unfortunately, you were feeling under the weather earlier this week. Yes, I've been under the weather <laughs> since about Tuesday, and yesterday was the first day that I actually was able to poke my head above the blankets and say, "Is there life beyond?" cold medication. But in further news, Mm -hmm. since you guys last heard from me, I am now one more Taekwondo belt up. Woo! I am now a blue stripe belt that translates into third gook, and that means I have three more belts, and then I test for black. Ooh. Before you go for your black widow belt? Yeah. Husband says he's going to get me the ginger ninja (laughs) ID bracelet. You are also fully a homeowner. Yes, I and am. Have fully moved. I am. And are trying to do things in the backyard when tadpoles aren't getting in the way. <laughs> Invasion of the tadpoles. Okay, okay. All right, so the last homeowner had this pond system. And it was probably really relaxing and pretty. You flip the switch and the little waterfall goes and it trickles through and pump mm-hmm. irrigation, whatever. The only thing is, we noticed it and of course it was pointed out to us in the home inspection. The wiring that they used the electricity to run all the system was not the wiring designed for outside use. Yeah. So it became a hazard. <laughs> a problem. And we just decided we were going to nix it anyways. So we right away nixed the wiring, which meant that the pump wasn't moving at all. And then, you know, stuff happened. So the pool's just sitting there. Mm-hmm. Now we have had, you know, it hasn't been a breeding ground for mosquitoes and stuff, as one would fear, because we have a resident Kermit. Yeah. But today we were like, it's a long weekend, finally get around to taking it out, and that way I can refill it in with more dirt, and I could have, you know, put extra flowers in the flower bed instead of mm-hmm. where this big hole is. So husband starts washing out all the algae-covered water, and then he starts pumping it out, and he's going, oh, didn't think of that. I'm like, what? 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 What is it? And he starts picking up these little black jelly things and tadpoles. And I'm like, oh. All right, hold on. You're trying to be the whole all natural <laughs> thing. Okay, balancing off. Okay, well, frogs are good for the ecosystem. And they do eat some of the bad insects. Versus, I want to get rid of this pond. Then there's the whole cycle of life thing. And, um, oh, what the hell. All right, put a little bit of good water back in. We'll let the tadpoles grow and we'll let the frogs go. And then we'll get rid of the plastic lining and stuff. So I've got now a half a pond in my back. <laughs> and, you know, the algae's just washed off. It, it's a mess in the backyard is what it is. That's Welcome what. to homeownership. Welcome to homeownership. <laughs> yeah, that's the way it is right now. So to cope with that, have you been doing any knitting? Knitting and spinning. Ooh. How about we hop into adventures with knitting and you share what you've been doing? Okay, well, I've become a bit of a tart. Ooh. <laughs> because, you know, monogamous Maggie's not here right now, <laughs> so to speak. So you'll remember this from a long time ago. And so this is the hat that I was knitting for Elfling. And I did say that this was going to be for Christmas, so this is not an immediate thing. And this is just 
in the movie theater when we went to yep. see Iron Man all that time ago. And then I took it with me to Taekwondo class, and I accidentally left it there. So not a lot of knitting got done on it. In the meanwhile, I had decided I needed to knit something. And I ordered the Lush pattern that has been the favorite of so many. Then because of the way I paid for it, and this is the first time I, I've come across it, I've we, I ordered it directly from Tin Can Knits, and it was a PayPal check. I thought it was just going to be a PayPal, but for some reason it worked. It said that it worked. Maybe it's because it was going across to the UK. I don't know. It didn't, would not clear. It chose not to clear until the 14th of, of this past June? month. June. Yeah. Which means... And you ordered it on... The week before. Now, I think if you ordered via a credit card, it was instantaneous. Yeah. But, and I've never run into this <laughs> PayPal problem before. Yeah, I've so, never heard of it. I've never heard of it, check. but I basically was, I was at the point of like, oh, what, WTF, whatever. So, basically I swatched for it. And in the meantime, because I needed something to knit, I started a linen stitch cowl, which is like kryptonite to Karen. <laughs> Get the linen stitch away from me. It's pretty, but it will drive me mad if I try and knit it. And all this is, this is what I picked up from, it was that yarn store I went to in Ottawa a year ago. Just about mm -hmm. a year ago. And this is organic, I think, alpaca and merino from a local farm. Mm -hmm. And it is blue, gray, and sort of corally pinks. And I had no idea really what to do with it because the twist was not really tight on it. It's pretty loose. Yeah. So I just thought, oh, well, what the heck. It's enough. Linen stitch, cowl, circle, you know, just keep going until I run out or until it reaches something like six inches. And when I'm done, throw it into the treasure chest that I keep. That'll be, you know, somebody's <laughs> Christmas gift somewhere down the road. Yeah, so it's turning out just sort of, it looks sort of nicely flecked with the... Yeah, it's mostly turning out what looks like a cool blue. Yeah. And it just has so little... tiny little flecks of coral yeah. and the darker gray just sort of belt melds into it. And now that I have my Lush pattern... Ooh. So the way Lush works, the Lush cardigan by Tin Can Knits... She has you knit that lacy yoke first, mm -hmm. and it's only something like 29 stitches across, and you knit yeah. so many repeats of it, and you block it right there, mm -hmm. so that when you pick up the stitches that go along it, it's not this wavy, wonky shape. Mine's probably still a little bit wavy, wonky, but not that bad. But this is knit in the cash soft that uh, yes. Michelle sold to me. Oh, that is soft. I love buying from other people's stash. <laughs> because other people have... Especially so Michelle, because she has a really good stash. She has. She does have a really good stash. And knitting with this is just like a happy place. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, that's soft. Isn't it? It's going to be one soft, luscious kind of sweater. Mm -hmm. The color is, I would call it chocolate burgundy. Yeah. It's definitely like a, a dark purpley reddish, but with a lot of sort of brown mixed in. Yeah. Not a grapey purple. No, not a grapey purple. And so we had our spin-in last weekend. Last weekend? Yeah. Michelle and Maggie came over to my place bringing spinning wheels, and we had a little spin-in. We had a threesome spin-in. <laughs> you know you missed me. Yep. And I finished spinning. This is my first and my second bobbins worth of roving, so you kind of have to understand I'm still really the newbie at this compared to everybody else. And you're doing really well. <laughs> So uh, this is my, I brought the bobbin of the, just the light gray roving. Mm -hmm. And this is the bobbin of what I have applied so far. And what I've learned is that this is kind of like a physical timeline. Mm -hmm. Because the farther and farther you 
at least for me, the farther and farther I plied back, I yeah. went farther back to where <laughs> I was not as confident spinning. Yeah, I actually saw it because I was watching you, watching you spin, and then watching you ply. And then when you started out plying, a lot of what you were, a lot of what you had when you started applying was it was pretty even. Like especially for a noob. Yeah. Like, it was pretty even. Of course, like, as you get further back in the bobbin, like I'm looking at the bobbin now, then you start seeing the stuff where you've got, like, the big slope <coughs> of yarn. But it's still pretty good. <clears throat> you know, it's not like you've got, like, breaking spots and stuff. It still looks really good. So this is my first spinning experience. I still plan on practicing more until, say, late August, early September. Mm-hmm. Then I will spin my Radagast roving. And I am really hoping that... I, I'm not expecting miracles, but I just want little steps of progress. Yes. To be worthy of it, because I think that roving is oh so pretty. And the roving, the Radagast roving is from... Wellington. Wellington Fibers, yeah. Yeah. Do you remember when we spun on Michelle's wheel and with her five? Oh my, my god. god, You yes. could treadle that thing with your toe. Just one toe. Yeah. She had, I forget what kind of wheel it was. Christina. Yeah, I don't think it was one of the the main makers. I think it was one of the other, like, one of the smaller indie makers that, like, indie spinning wheel makers. But yeah, that thing was so perfectly, like, geared and everything. Like, you could, you just barely touched, touched it, yeah. the pedals, and it just And after a while, you, you almost feel like in a car, you just take your foot off the accelerator and the gas, and the car just, just keeps going. <laughs> yeah, and that's how the, the spinning wheel was. That, like, you just felt like all you had to do was breathe, and the machine would just the wheel would just keep going. Yeah, and she was spinning a merino silk too, so it was just lovely and gorgeous and fluffy and fine, amazing, very fine. Oh my god, this is like spinning clouds. Yep, and so much fun. So that's everything you've been working on for now. For now. For now. Okay. I am mischievous today. Okay. Okay. What I've been working on, I have finished the ocean. Ocean. I have finished that the- too. <laughs> I have finished the Ocean City Shawlette. Pretty, pretty, pretty. I still need to give it a little bath and spread it out. I don't think it will take... It's out of soy fiber. I need to double check, like, what... How soy soy fiber behaves. But it looks like it won't really need any blocking. I think it's sort of like silk or something where it doesn't have the same memory and stuff as wool, so you don't really block it like you would wool. It looks like... Like, all the little points pretty much stand out, and all the little lace holes stand out nicely, so... Yeah. Like I said, I don't think it'll need much. And this is in the the Joy of Soy yarn from the Fiber Garden in Jordan, Ontario. It's one of their dye guy yarns, so one of the guys who actually owns the store does all the dyeing. They like to do dyeing with all natural stuffs. Yeah, they do have... Some of them they do commercial dyes. I think this is a commercial dye, but they do have a selection of stuff, too, that they do with natural dyes, and some of them are really pretty. Yeah. And um, this is in the raspberry ice colorway. So, yeah, I just need to give this a little bath and then spread it out to dry, and then Mum will have another scarf. I've pretty much come to the decision, I, other than my son's hat, I don't want to knit for Christmas this year. Then don't. I'm kind of going the selfish route this year. Do it. And then I am also pretty much finished. Whoops. I say pretty much because I'm not entirely sure. Oh, I need to bind up the toes. That's Surprise, surprise. Um, I have finished pretty much my V-Junkie socks by Socktopus. And they're from her Socktopus, her book, Socktopus. And these are the ones I was doing in the Koigu that is mainly sort of a dark blue, but there's like lighter blues and green and yet slightly, slightly sort of 
dull yellow and orange and other colors in it, and it's really pretty. That looks like a brick wall, almost. Yeah, it's done with this sort of... I think I've actually seen a version of it called Brick Stitch. And basically, you use these slipped stitches to... Uh, you you purl two rows, and then every five stitches you slip a stitch. For the next seven rows, you keep slipping it so that it creates, again, sort of like the sides of the brick. And it does give a sort of brick, or if you stretch it out, sort of a honeycomb kind of texture. And these ones also have a garter stitch heel, which was interesting and I think is a bit bit big and looser than I would usually have my heels, but it should be okay. So I just need to bind off the toes on those. And I will have another pair of socks, all nice and warm for the winter. And speaking of socks... Not so much for the winter. It's been a cool summer so far. Yeah. Well, it hasn't been cool enough for socks, really. Today, while I was watching the Canada Day... yourself. <laughs> Those are commercial socks, though. These are not wool socks. Because I keep having a problem about my socks letting it run away. Mm-hmm. Anyways, go on. Today, uh, while I was watching the Canada Day ceremonies from Parliament Hill, the noon hour show that they show on CBC every year, and it's our family tradition to watch it and make fun of it, because it is often, often just... I don't know what they were thinking. Though nothing quite beats the Isaac Brock dancers from last year. They were doing a whole War of 1812 thing. They had these dancers dressed up in, like, what looked like British military uniforms doing some sort of interpretive dancey thing. Okay. It was pretty hilarious. Okay, then. So while I was doing that, I while I was watching it today, today they had Chris Hadfield, though. Cool! And they're going to have him tonight, too, on the, the evening show. I decided to, this would be a good day to fix... The socks that I made for the Knitting Olympics for 2010 for the Vancouver Winter Games. Mm -hmm. Because one of the socks had a hole, like, straight through the toe. I'm not sure how it got there. I don't remember it being there the last time I I washed them. The last time I wore them, I'm thinking something might have nibbled its way through. But I didn't find any evidence of any other damage anywhere else, so who knows. But, uh, so I decided this would be a good time to basically take off the old toe and knit a new toe. And actually, I do still have the yarn that I used for the toes. It's Luet Gems. Okay. And it's sort of in a creamy off-white. The interesting thing, of course, is to look at the new toe with the exact same kind of yarn <laughs> as I used for the old toe and for the heels. And see the comparison. And see just how much of a color difference there is. The old ones are like, I think some of the red dye from the yarn, which was a sweet, which was Sweet Georgia, uh, superwash sock, I think that was in the China Doll colorway. Either that or the Poppy colorway, I can't remember which. China Doll sounds I think familiar. it was China Doll. It's actually in my Ravelry stuff because, um, I actually do have pictures of this one. I need to put up more pictures of my other stuff when I was doing show notes the other week for it. I'm like, oh yeah. And yeah. Ditto. Put up pictures. Ditto. Um, but, uh, when I was doing the, the heels the last time, I think, some of the, I think a little bit of the red dye sort of bled into the white, um, or some of the excess red, because the red hasn't changed color. And of course, and then it's just gotten really gray and dingy and a little felty. So at some point, I might even just take off the other, the, the heels and toes that don't have holes in them and might just replace them. But for now. It looks like snow in February. Whatever. Yeah. It looks like snow four days after a snowfall when it's been hovering around zero. And cars have been kicking up dirt and crap on yeah. the snow around here. <laughs> and it's no longer the beautiful white, pristine snow of a Christmas card. Yeah. Snow ain't always It white. is the gray Niagara winter snow. Oh, and yeah. I'm going to be totally brain ADD today, so I'm just going to spit out whenever it, stuff pops into my head. But you had mentioned holes and things nibbling through. So at the new house, I'm there at my desk, and I see something flutter by. Yes. And I look up, and I look at what's resting on my curtain, and I say to my husband, you know what? I'm caught in a dilemma here. That whole thing about be good to nature, 
all life type of thing? He goes, yeah, and? And protecting my stash. Mobs are totally exempt from protecting nature. <laughs> so he said, go over to the, well, okay, admittedly, like, you could, you should probably look it up and see if it is actually a clothes moth. Because we do have moths around here, and I have seen moths in the house. They have never touched my stash. Well, he said, I don't think we have the, ki- the type of moths that eat wool. He said, around. is it a moth? And I said, I think that is. He's like, all right, I'll catch it, and I'll release it outside. Thank you very much, dear. But yeah, so these ones, I, uh, I am actually working on the toe right now. I've only got... A few more rows before I put it aside so that I Put can... <laughs> it aside until it gets into the list to be Kitchenered, just like yes. the... Until I, I go, you until, could knit. <laughs> until it's October, and I've run out of clean socks, yeah. and I need something to wear to work in 20 minutes. And there's no pattern for... I can't really say the pattern for these ones, because I just made up the pattern. It was designed after a maple leaf, and then these were the, like, ski slalom. Yeah, the right? front of it, I found this this lace pattern that makes sort of like a maple, it's a maple leaf sort of lace. It makes sort of the shape of a maple leaf on the front. And I did sort of like a diamond, or a, you know, diamond of those on the front and on the bottom, sort of like mountain yeah. looking. And then I did a twisted stitch cable pattern on the back that sort of reminds me of, like, ski tracks. Yeah. And I just sort of... Part planned, I remember I part planned it out, part made it up as I was, as I went along. Some of the best patterns are like that. I remember us all sitting at the bar. Yes, for the, the opening ceremony? Yeah, it was Shoeless Joe's. Yeah. And we were, it had the really big TV screen and we were all wearing the t-shirts and one guy is at another table just kind of looking at us going, what the, the hell? hell? <laughs> what? I-, I think he was also mostly drunk, too. Yeah, probably. And speaking of making up things as I go along, I've also been working on the cowl that I started a while ago with my Mean Girls Yarn Club. And this one is? Yarn. This one is called Hoity Toity. It's inspired by Lady Catherine de Bourgh from Pride and Prejudice. Prejudice. So it's a really dark purple, a lighter purple, <clears throat> sort of fading into very light purple, as well as... Sort of a darker and lighter tan. I've noticed a trend lately on Ravelry. I don't know if it's just my perception or if this is true. Have more and more shawls been coming out named after Pride and Prejudice, Prejudice and Sense and Sensibility? And I think so, yeah. Like I've just been seeing more and more of them of late, and I notice them because I really like them. It's probably a zeitgeisty thing. And Austin is always, you know, good inspiration for stuff. But so I've actually got maybe about what, like six inches of the Yeah, I think so. Cowl? Yeah, yeah. I could probably stop anytime soon, but I've still got a fair bit of yarn left over. Because you get lots of yarn in her club. And this is her fingering the fingering weight from the Mean Girls so Yarn this Club. Looks like- and Mean Girls Yarn Club will be signing up again we'll have sign ups again in the next weeks. And this is the one where I'm just doing a stitch pattern from the Japanese stitch dictionary I got. Ah. at the Knitter's Frolic. The stitch pattern is basically a feather and fan sort of variant. It's looking really nice, and at some point I'll just decide I'll to stop, and I'll do some more garter stitch to finish it off, and I'll stick it in the closet until fall. It feels nice and crisp. It's got that yeah. twist that it's really nice. Mm-hmm. Slightly looser twist than I usually yeah. knit with, but it's still really gorgeous stuff. <laughs> Oh, I was listening to, I played the promo for it a few episodes ago, the Naughty Girls podcast, which one of the hosts, Jen, is actually the person who runs the Meaning Girls Yarn Club and Dizzy Blonde Studios. And she said what the what the theme was going to be this time, but I cannot remember what it was. Go listen to the Naughty Girls Knitcast and you, podcast, and you will. I think it's episode three. You'll hear what their what the theme is for this year. But one other thing I have worked on this past weekend, I went into Toronto on Saturday, and I went to see Joss Whedon's Much Ado About Nothing. And 
It's so good. I loved it so much. I just, I want to see it again. I want the DVD. I want it right now. It brings out the inner five-year-old is what yes. you're saying. Everyone in, in, is, in it is so good. I was telling Maggie, like, one of the things I found with it is it just seems like there are so many people in it who, even when they're saying, you know, speaking all this Shakespearean language and everything, they're just so natural in their mannerisms. It just seems so so natural so that you almost don't even notice, like, what they're saying yeah. in the sort of feeling very archaic. And, like, Nathan Fillion plays a really comedic character, but I feel like he gets the right balance. He doesn't go completely overboard. Like, he's not, like, Captain Hammer type overboard. Clark Gregg is, of course, wonderful. Naturally. Colson! And another person who's really good, Sean Marr, who played Simon on Firefly. Right. He's in it. He's the bad guy. Oh, cool. And he's so good at it. He's so deliciously evil. But of course, while I was there, I needed something to work on. Naturally. In yes. the movies. So, of course, I, I had finished my previous movie socks pretty much during Star Trek Into Darkness. So I just, you know, did the ribbing at the top and cast off. And so I started a new pair with more Socks That Rock. This is in the uh, Socks That Rock Lightweight in the Courier and Ives colorway. <laughs> and it's red and dark green and sort of a light or medium, sort of grayish blue and white. And I love how it's striping so far. I love that, too. There is just one spot. I need to fix that one stitch. She <laughs> points to, drop... to something so tiny, I swear. <laughs> There's one stitch I'll need to drop back, like, uh, 15 rows by the look of it. Just because the when I was knitting it, I didn't catch all of the yarn. I only catch, caught one little strand of it. Oh. So the yarn split. And so if I leave it, that's going to be a weak spot. So I should probably drop it back and pull it up. But I would need to grab a... Crochet hook can do that. That's probably something I should do. Start a uh, pair of plain socks. <laughs> Looking over at all of the stuff I have on needles right now. Yeah. I am a tart and I'm budding into a selfish one at that. Yeah. And then while I was there, well, my mom the night before, she's like, since you're going to Toronto and since your birthday is next week, here you go. She gave me a little money because she knew I was going to Toronto and I was probably going to go to yarn stores anyway. So I got at the Purple Pearl, which I got to like... Five to ten minutes before closing. No thanks to the TTC. Oh. Because holy shit, they were running late. And there was all kinds of construction slash short-term fuckery going on. But I managed to make it and grab a skein of Tannis Fiber Arts. And what is that? It's the Blue Label Fingering Yarn in the Atlantic colorway. That is nice. And it's so blue and gray and gray-blue and gorgeousness. Do you have plans for it? Is it just a pretty? No. Tannis is pretty with Tannis is anything. just pretty as it's is. pretty as is. Yeah. And one other thing I did while we were in between last episodes, I went through <laughs> my big yarn storage thing, which holds the majority of my yarn. I took it all out of the, basically it's like a large sort of shoe closet. This is yarn organizer. anonymous section right here. And I put it, I laid it all out on my bed. Uh-huh. And I took pictures. Uh-huh. I will post pictures. You promise? Yes, I promise. <laughs> when this episode goes up, I will post pictures. It's mostly, pretty much mostly fingering and lace weight, and it pretty much completely covers my bed. <laughs> if I lay all the skeins out so that they aren't, you know, so that one isn't on top of the other, and so you can't see. So it's sort of like paved brickwork. single layer yeah. of yarn. It's a lot of yarn. <laughs> now, is, is that a proud smile, or... It's somewhere between proud and sheepish. It's a lot of yarn. But, you know, it gives me a good idea of what I have. And I put everything back and I sort of organized it so that, okay, all my socks that rock is in one place. All my 
Walmaisa is in another place. You know, all my koigu is one in one place, mm-hmm. and you know, all my lace weight is in certain levels. All my fingering weight is in certain levels, so that when I'm looking for stuff, I know where to look, <laughs> <laughs> and so stuff doesn't get lost. Or so stuff isn't, and I, I rearranged it so that all the skeins are lying in a certain way and all the, the balls that are sort of wound or ball, anything in balls or that had been wound into a cake is just put in certain places. Cause before too, sometimes one thing would get sort of stuffed behind something else. Yeah. So I couldn't always see all of it. Now I can see more of the skeins. So I can see more what I have that will help me hopefully use it. <laughs> And I actually found one skein of lace weight. I was like, I know I have three skeins of this lace weight, but I can only find two for the longest time. And then I finally found the third one. I'm like, yes, okay, now I can use this at some point. Though at the moment, I've been trying to clear the decks because summer craziness is coming up. And as usual, and my usual thing for summer is like, I don't have the brain cells to do anything complicated. I need to get anything complicated done before summer starts. So it's all just plain vanilla socks. Yeah, crazy stuff. Until until school gets back in. Yeah, basically. Or at least until, like, mid-August. At this point, until my, my college course, this semester of my college course is done, at least. Okay. And by that time, things should be calming down at the library, too. So, moving into Geek Squee, we're probably not... There is a fair bit of stuff to do with Lord of the Rings, so how about we start off with that? Sure. I'm always happy with Lord of the Rings. Of course... A couple weeks ago, the Desolation of Smog trailer came out mm-hmm. for the second Hobbit movie, and oh my god, we got our first look at Smog. He's a big, beautiful, badass dragon. Mm-hmm. Sadly, we didn't get to hear him. <clears throat> no. Other than a, a low sort of growl. No actual dialogue. Yeah. Because, oh god, when that happens, panties off. Ovaries just start bursting. Ovaries explode. <laughs> just all over the theaters, all over the <laughs> continent. But yeah, and the movie, oh my god, the movie looks so good. Yeah. It, there's it, lots of stuff with the elves, and like elves being badass. And I like that and... there's a red-headed elf, thank you very much. <laughs> She's a red-headed badass. Yep. And we got a little bit more, a little bit of a view of Lake Town and the men that live there, and mm-hmm. quite a, but quite a lot of like the elves in Mirkwood and the barrel ride looks really cool, too. Mm-hmm. And lots of really awesome looking stuff. Yeah. I cannot wait. Mm. And more, and we get the bit of a glimpse, too, of like what Gandalf is up to when he's not... Not around the Around dwarves. the dwarves. During that section of the book where he just disappears for yeah. quite a long time. I like Radagast. I should, I'm sorry. I just like he's weirdly cool. But of course, while we get the trailer, it's also, in the real world, sort of the time where certain people who are involved in the making of the movies, are finishing up their last scenes. Oh, dear. Including Ian Ian McKellen. McKellen As Gandalf. As of Saturday, Ian McKellen finished filming his final scene as Gandalf after 14 years. That's a really long-running character. Yeah. I mean, not continuously. I know not continuously, but but still. (sighs) That's an awful lot. But yeah, he I mean, he first played the character in like 1999. That was when they started filming. So yeah. Wow. And now he's finally done. Which is sort of giving me a little bit, like even though we have the two movies left, it's still sort of giving me a little bit of like, oh god. The wibbles. When this one is done, that's it. <laughs> because at least when Lord of the Rings finished, it was like, well, maybe he'll do The Hobbit. <laughs> and people were like, do The Hobbit, do that. Trying to get Peter Jackson to do The Hobbit. And he finally relented. Yeah. And when he finally finishes The Hobbit, that's going to be it. Hmm. I'm going to have a sad. You're going to have a No. Well, um, you'll always have Avengers mm-hmm. and S.H.I.E.L.D. Oh, yeah. Disney and Marvel are going to keep milking that for as long as they possibly can. Thank you, God. <laughs> 
And also finishing up recently was Orlando Bloom, who, for his last day, well, as they said, they, they had a couple of beers and then couldn't resist making a little video to say goodbye. Now, those of you that have been on the internet for a long time, and in Geekdom for a long time, might remember back in, like, 2005, 2006, there was a certain video that was making the rounds of, like, websites and email, which was basically a techno version of the music from Lord of the Rings. I'm sorry. Yes. I just learned about this today. Yes, it was the... It, it used certain elements of dialogue, including like, including Orlando Bloom's, They're taking the hobbits to Isengard. To Isengard. To Isengard. They're taking the hobbits to Isengard. Oh, my God. The hobbits, the hobbits, the hobbits. So yeah, it's, it's going to be ringing in my head at two in the morning, and I'm going to curse your name. <laughs> yeah, it it is very catchy. It is very much a, an earworm. So we'll post the original video so you can see it because it's hilarious. And so of course, since then, like at the time, like it was being passed around by email, and there was places you could download the the song so that people were using it as the ringtone on their cell phones, which is awesome. So after a couple of beers, they decided to have. Orlando Bloom, sing along with the Taking the Hobbits to Isengard. And it is hilarious. You kind of feel like you're in that dream within a dream within a I'm not sure if I'm awake (laughs) kind of spot. Yeah, it it is pretty amazing. And it's it's doubly doubly funny because it's like, obviously they really pay attention to the fans and the fandom and everything that goes on with them, which is just kind of cool. It's sort of like there's there's actually sort of a give and take between the creators and the fandom instead of us just receiving whatever they make. I don't know what you're talking about. I never got Vigo's phone number. That's all I asked for. <laughs> well, that might have been stretching it a little far, Maggie. <sighs> but yeah, it's pretty hilarious. So we'll post the we'll post the video. And the video actually went up where's the date on it? It was posted on the twenty ninth of June. It is now the first of July, two mm-hmm. days later. It's already had more than five and a half million views. There be popularity right there. And I would like to personally come go to everybody's house who voted it, who downvoted it for some reason, and punch them in the face. Because obviously they don't know fun. <laughs> they don't know fun with an elf. Whatever. Taking the hobbits to Isengard. They don't know fun with an elf when it repeats itself in its face. <laughs> well, especially, I think this was this was just when YouTube was getting off the ground, or like even before YouTube... And it was like, does anyone else remember the site? Um, I'm trying to remember, make sure I get the letters in the right. Y M N T D. That sounds familiar. Com. That it was like have, a whole site. Of you like, might have seen this on TV. It was actually, I think it was. It's actually an acronym for "You're the Man Now, Dog." Oh God! Because basically, it was created. I think it started with, oh, what was that movie? I think it was called Finding Forrester, the one that had Sean uh, Connery. Oh, good lord! Like, mentoring this young African-American kid who was, like, a writer or something like that. And he, in the one scene, he's like, you're the man now, dog! And so someone actually took, like, it was, like, the beginning of, like, people taking animated GIFs and taking, like, a looped audio track behind it and just playing it over and over and over again. And so YMNTD eventually hosted, like, tons of these things. And I think it sort of got, this one sort of got it stuck start there, or it was very much like those. This was back in the old days before there was YouTube. (laughs) Back in the day when it took 20 minutes to download a 30-second video on my dial-up internet. Yeah, I remember my brother used to to dial up on the internet and say, Come on, baby, sing to me, because you'd get that ding, ding, ding. (laughs) Yeah. 
Ding doom, ding doom. Yeah, yeah. The, the I realized the I, was wa- I remember watching You've Got Mail like a while ago and realizing wow, so much of this people are not <laughs> kids these days. Even people like you know five, ten years younger than us are so not gonna understand. What the hell are they talking about? Don't worry about it. You'll read about it in history class. But yeah, so definitely check that video out because it's hilarious. And other classic geek things. Mister George Lucas of oh I don't know something. Little, kind of like that Star Wars thing. Yeah. You might have not heard about. He went and got married on Friday, it was uh, June 22nd, mm-hmm. to Melody Hobson at the Skywalker Ranch. From what I understand, I think it was Prince that performed. Seriously? I'm not, I'm not joking. I, <laughs> I went and I read about it. You guys can correct me if I'm wrong. I went and I scanned through the article, and I yes, there was a large tent, and it was him and his 22-piece band. But congratulations and may the force be with you and all that sort of, like, good stuff. May the force be with the both of you. Yeah, there you go. And speaking of older geeky things, and this, considering it's coming up to July 4th, this seems like yeah, good timing. Yeah, this is appropriate. So in case you hadn't heard about this before, they're making a sequel to Independence Day. Yes, the movie. <laughs> From, like, 1994. And apparently Jeff Goldblum... Is going to be in it, which really, if you're going to do an Independence Day sequel, like, there's no point if you can't have Jeff Jeff Goldblum Goldblum in it. Will Smith will not be in it because he's too expensive. Yes. Looks like Bill Pullman also going to be on there. And it says that the two-part sequel, two-part sequel? What? I just read this part and I just realized this at the moment. Oh my god. We don't need... (laughs) Two-part sequel. We don't need two-part sequels to (laughs) Independence Day. Anyway, so this is going to take place between 20 and 25 years after the first movie. So So I'm not entirely sure what the plot's going to be. It's certainly not dealing with the the more recent aftermath of the whole alien invasion. Though really, too, at this point, like, making a sequel to a movie this long afterwards, you can't... You would have to do it. It has to take place, like, 20, 25 years afterwards. Yeah. So otherwise it looks like everybody has aged 20 years in, like, no time whatsoever. But yeah, I, I I have to admit, part of me is, like, seriously, and part of me is like, what the hell? It is like, the, the fur original is just this gloriously cheesy movie. All right, so it's it's gonna be a popcorn and drink whenever something cheesy happens? Oh, yeah. This sounds like it could be fun. Though, seriously, I don't know how they're going to make two movies of this. But I guess it depends on I, what I sort of this, the, plot the they come up with. The two movie sequels have become the new in vogue thing that is now trying to be done, though I don't know why. Yeah, except the thing was, I mean... Okay, yes. But the way c- you look at it, okay, Lord of the Rings, it was it's really one story that's split up into three parts, but they were published as three books, so maybe it doesn't feel like it as much. So you could say Harry Potter sort of started it. Thing is, people, Harry Potter... There was enough in one book yeah. to make two movies. Like, they should have been doing, making, really, if the fans had had their druthers, druthers, they would have been making two movies from for each book from at least, like, Goblet of Fire. Because there's so much in each of those books to make, you have to make two movies. Right. Certain other things do not have quite that amount of plot. But yeah. So it should be interesting to see where that goes. To see. Well, because especially because cheese is such a balancing act. I mean, there's, yeah, there's, there's, there's just bad and just dumb. And then there's so bad and so cheesy. That it's fun. Yeah. And it can be very hard to hit that, that sweet spot in between. The butter spot? The butter spot. That's, I've been watching a lot, um, we've been watching a lot of Mythbusters at the house. And yeah, I don't know if it's a really good thing to be exposing the elfling to Mythbusters right now, but, it, <laughs> but that's what we've done. And that's their phrase, the butter spot. Oh, Lord. Another amazingly little nerdy thing that has come up recently. There is now a website called the International Exchange Bureau. Oh, sorry. The Intergalactic Exchange Bureau Currency Converter. 
I love this. Where basically you can set or you can find out how much something costs in, say, galleons. Harry Potter. From Harry world. Potter. So for the examples they have on the, the article on the Mary Sue, the examples they list is, you know, they can see how much you might pay in Skyrim if you want to get surgery after taking an arrow to the knee. Nice! Or how much Games of Thrones Season 1 would cost in Westeros, based on how much it costs on Amazon. Like, how much how much Game of Thrones Season 1, the DVDs, would cost in Westeros. Nice. Sweet. Or how much it would cost for a wizard like Mr. Weasley to take the New York City subway. The for- the converter doesn't do fractions, but it's still so you have, close enough. So you have to round up to the nearest uh, yeah. dollar. I am liking this. So for the examples they listed, say, like, if you wanted to know, okay, how much... What it cost for Misty, Mr. Weasley to ride the, the New York subway. New York subway is two twenty five, so you'd have to put it in as two dollars. But it comes out as four sickles and a third of a sickle, and I can't remember how many newts are in a sickle. Don't remember. Don't ask. Yeah, <laughs> that I know that happened right near the beginning of the first book, and all of that currency explanation, and I just whizzed right past it because. Nope. <laughs> Fractions, money, not interested. Hopefully they'll add in other currencies as it goes along, though. Some of them, I imagine, like, we don't... The thing is, of course, with some of these, you would need something to use as a... Moderator. As an example, or as a, a guide on how much the value of something. So, like, it might be hard to say, okay, how many credits in Firefly get you something, when you don't have anything you can compare to, like, apples to apples. Yeah comparison. And in some cases, too, like, say, well, Firefly would be really off because certain things, like, you know, you remember Kaylee's expression on seeing an actual little box of strawberries. Yeah. So you can't really say, if the, you knew how much those strawberries cost, the berry standard. you can't really say that's equal to, you know, $4 in today's world because they're actually, it's probably probably equal to a hell of a lot more. The berry standard. <laughs> yeah. She'd have a field day in Niagara right now. Oh, yeah. And just imagine Kaylee going, wee! romping through a field of strawberries. Strawberries with her parasol. <laughs> oh my god. I think so that's what I did three, two or three years ago on Canada Day was we went strawberry picking. But yeah, if you go to moneyinadvance.co.uk slash sci-fi currency converter and there's dashes between slash sci-fi-currency-converter and you'll get the actual currency converter. You can convert to Federation credits, galactic credit from Star Wars... Bottle caps from Fallout New Vegas. Simoleons. Oh, God. From the Sims. Oh, I am my so God. Po- I am so poor in Sims. Do you know the cheat code? Yes, I do. <laughs> yeah, gold dragon, silver stag, a bunch of them from Game of Thrones. Discworld. Nice. Discworld, Red Dwarf, Judge Dread. Oh, good Lord. And then the real world color currencies you can use so far are pounds, sterling, euros, US dollars, and that's it. So we would have to convert into US dollars or something. We'd have to convert from Canadian to something else before we could let's see run the conversion that is pretty hilarious though yeah i think they i was gonna say i think they need some more options but then i can't think of any well and like i said you know they have to have something they can use in that world and be able to compare to so that they can actually get a, a currency so yeah that'll be fun to play around with and or to use for fanfic writing purposes i'm sure yes that's true you can Considering- find out how much your cashmere would cost in simoleons yeah Considering the amount, uh, considering, like, ages ago, back in when I was in Harry Potter fandom and saw people, like, trying to figure out how much things would cost in Harry Potter money. Yeah. <laughs> in Wizarding World money. This would have been useful to have. Oh, and yes, speaking yes, of yes. other worlds. Wow. <laughs> so, about a week ago, the news came out that the Stars Network in the States 
has ordered actual episodes of an adaptation of Diana Gabaldon's Outlander series. Also known as Hot Sex Scottish Book. <laughs> yes. And actually, I think in the in Britain, the book is actually called... The first book's called Cross Stitch, I think. I don't know if it's known as the Outlander. I think about it. I don't know if it's called, it's called the Outlander series there. Really? Because, well, because the first book here is called Outlander, but the first book in Britain is named something different. So I don't know if the series name carries over. Yeah. All the same. Listeners in, li- listeners <clears throat> in Britain, could you let me, could you let yeah, us know? Yeah, please let us know. Anyway. <laughs> All the same. Hot Scottish sex. Anyway. Yes. If you haven't heard of the series, seriously, where have you been? Um, <laughs> if you're not one of our, like, international listeners, not in, like, the Canada, the US, or Britain. But basically it's, as the, the press release, Describes, it follows the story of Claire Randall, who's a married combat nurse from 1945, who is mysteriously swept back in time to 1743 in Scotland, where she is immediately thrown into an unknown world where her life is threatened. When she's forced to marry Jamie Fraser, a chivalrous and romantic young Scottish warrior, a passionate affair is ignited that tears Claire's heart between two vastly different men into irre- irreconcilable lives. So there's time travel elements. It's very, like, there is the time travel elements, but it's also very much sort of like a historical series. Yeah. It's not like because, she's bouncing back and forth Yeah, they the don't time. spend a lot of time on that whole time travel thing. Yeah. It's done, and she barely notices it happens. Yeah. So it, it, I'll tell you, like, spoiler, because it's like in the first chapter or two of the book. Basically, she ends, she walks into this, you know, circle of standing stones, stones and yeah. is somehow transported back. Um, so, and actually, so she spends like entire books, like right. a couple books, in seventeen forties, right? And they do go into a lot of detail about what was worn and the language that was used and traditions mm-hmm. and small things you don't read about. In, Jamie Nitz. Yep, and things like that. I found it vastly interesting. Mm-hmm. Not only because, you know, I have Scottish ancestry and I was like, yeah! There's also a lot of sex. That's not bad. Especially when you imagine... Jamie like, and Claire have a lot of sex. Can you imagine the Scottish <laughs> accent? Mm, and when he's, like, back from battle and... Anyway, talk amongst yourselves. Need a moment. But yes, yeah, so, and actually, the person who's in charge of this adaptation, wait for it, is actually the showrunner of Battlestar Galactica, Ron Moore. Which is kind of weird. <laughs> If you think about it for a sec. Though, like, maybe not. Like, he certainly has experience creating Scottish a whole, a whole other world. Oh my god. <laughs> Cylons with guilt. <laughs> like the old school toaster Cylons with guilt. I'm sorry, I had to say it. Kilts are everybody. Six and a red plaid dress instead of that red dress. Yes, oh god. Red tartan dress, I should say. But yeah, so they've ordered, they've ordered the, the pilot and to start making the series. We don't have any cast yet, which of course is the first thing. I mentioned this to a couple other people I work with who I know. I, I had a strong suspicion had read the series, and of course the first thing I was like, oh my god, who's playing Jamie? <laughs> so we don't know that yet. The way that this but. book, I, I first heard about it years and years ago. And the, the way it was described to me was, and as the girl mimes it, she goes, you read through this chapter, okay, oh my god! <laughs> and, you know, that's obviously where the um, skin tone hits the sun sort of activity <laughs> happens. But yeah, so the first season is currently set at 16 episodes and will begin filming in Scotland this fall. Oh, on location, yes. Mm-hmm. And around the same time, the eighth book in the series is going to come out. Okay. I got up to, I think it was Fiery Cross. That's where I got, I didn't get through all of it. I started falling off the wagon. It's good. I'm just not really good at, at series eventually reach a certain point of saturation with me. Except for Harry Potter. 
Well, see, see, Harry Potter ended. Yeah. That's the thing. Yeah. <laughs> Harry Potter had an arc and it ended. With open-ended series, eventually I just sort of like... That yeah, is, yeah, yeah. I will I admit, that that is true. Yeah. It's just me. Mind you, I will eat Dresden. <laughs> I, I will take all Dresden that comes my way. Don't look at me you like that. You know there are certain ways I could eat. Yeah, don't look at me like that. Don't look at me like that. Right now there are people snorting from your choice I, of wording. Whatever. That's my Canadian <laughs> gift to you. So, and moving into Cravings, Covets, and Crushes, there are a couple things you should really see. So first is the Cosplay Scramble Etsy shop. This is so cute. Where if you go to etsy.com slash shop slash cosplay scramble, C-O-S-P-L-A-Y-S-C-R-A-M-B-L-E, basically what this person has done, they made these cute little magnets of different characters with the heads and bodies as two separate pieces so that you can take different heads and different bodies and swap them around. And there's a lot of very geeky things in here. <gasps> oh my god, there's Oh my god, do this! Oh, <gasps> Toothless from How to Train Your Dragon. Oh my god. I didn't see that before. Toothless. There's also... There's Zelda, there's Sherlock. Sherlock and John. There's Doctor Who. Yeah, there's actually a Doctor Who anniversary special kit with all the Doctors. Harry Potter, Harry Potter and Star Wars. Jack Frost. From... Rise of the Guardians. Rise of the Guardians. There's Johnny um, Depp's Demon Barber of Fleet Street. Yeah. Oh, Man Cat! Oh god. Oh, there's characters from Totoro, there's Pokemon, there's some of the companions from Doctor Who. Shows categories for anime and manga, Pokemon, video games, live action, western animation, and other. Jack Harkness, Captain Hammer, and Doctor Horrible. But yes, you could say, like, take, oh my god, Slenderman! Yes, you could take, like, Darth Vader's body and put Sherlock's head on it, or... All sorts of other things. I think somehow Sherlock would like that. And there's a few different, like, shipping upgrades you can buy, too. So, basic shipping. The default shipping method method is uh, U.S. United States Postal Service first class. But you can buy upgrades to priority or express mail from there. She's from Salt Lake City, Utah. So, yeah. You should really take a look at these because these are adorable. As I said, it's Cosplay Scramble at Etsy. And then another thing I found, of course, while we were, our episodes were all sort of mixed up, there was those horrible tornadoes in Oklahoma, which people are still putting things back together from. And there is actually a ebook of 20 knitting patterns from 19 different designers that is going to support the Oklahoma City relief. So this is called K-Tog? Yeah. Is that correct? Knit together. If you're looking for the patterns, if you put in K asterisk T-O-G, that should bring it up. The ebook is $20 U.S., but that's like a buck U.S. per pattern. Right. There's a lot of little th- accessories in it. So Shawls. far, there's, there's nine patterns on Ravelry. As you see, shawls, hats, fingerless gloves, socks, socks cowl. Yep. And then the actual ebook is on scribed.com. So if you go to the scribed page, it'll give you a little preview where you can actually, and part of the preview actually lists all the patterns and has little pictures of all the patterns, including, including the Pockets' vest. Oh! By Josie Mercier. Pockets's! That we mentioned. A while ago, her own, she did that little ebook of The Hobbit. Hobbit, yes. Inspired patterns. Pocketses. Sorry, I watched yeah, The Hobbit so yesterday. Scarves. Like I said, The Pocketses is actually like a vest. There's little, all little stuffed toys. And a baby, baby cozy. Yep. 
You can also find it. It's been put together by it's been put together by suburbanknits.com. So if you go there too, you'll be able to find it. And basically, so you buy it through. It looks like you buy it through. You can buy it through Scribed, which is s c r i b d dot com. Or you can also buy it as a Ravelry download, and of course, then it goes into your Ravelry page and everything like that. So this um this goes to support the efforts of Other Options Inc, an Oklahoma City charity that provides food and other services to the people of Oklahoma who lost so much in the recent disasters that affected the area. One hundred percent of all profits from the sale of the ebook goes to the charity. That's really cool. So too, from there, from the Ravelry page, you can highlight the the name of the charity and check them out and see what they're doing as well. But yeah, and as a brief note, especially on this Canada Day too, of course, Canadians have probably been hearing about the huge flooding they've been having in Calgary. My cousins so, were in it. Oh yeah, your cousins yep. live out there. There was, um, I think it was the street that they kept showing on, oh, on the yeah. news was their street. In... I know that when they managed to go back to their house, mm-hmm. their house at High Point was one half underwater and their both of their sheds were three quarters underwater. Oh god. Yeah, so one thing if you're Canadian, one thing we'd suggest of course if you want to help out, the of course the Canadian Red Cross is collecting for that. So if you go to redcross.ca, it'll help both people there and people elsewhere in Canada. Yeah. Yes. If they help all over Canada. And hearing from my cousin today, she said the Red Cross today was awesome. They were very efficient. Mm-hmm. And she was in and out with her paperwork really fast. And if you know of any sort of major relief efforts of things like that, you know, send them to us, let us know. And we will help circulate the word yeah. to other people. Okay. Are you done? I think so. All right. Do you have anything to share? I do. Ooh. On a happy note. Yes. It is Kellen's birthday in two days. Oh, God. Yes, it is. <laughs> I, meant, I, was, I meant during it, and you have for Craven's Comments and Crushes, but okay. I waited till the end. This is good, too. I was good. So it's Kellen's birthday in two days. Close yes. eyes. Close eyes. Okay, eyes are closed. I didn't wrap it, so you have to close your eyes. <laughs> Put your hands out. Hands are out. There you go. Ooh, I feel something soft. You go open your eyes. Oh, my God! That is so awesome! <laughs> oh, my God! You made this, right? Yes, I made it. Oh, my God. Okay, so... <laughs> I'm flailing. Because uh, Maggie made me a little project bag, and it's made out of fabric that has the S.H.I.E.L.D. logo on it. That's not all. There's other stuff inside. I can hear it. Well, yeah, but... Oh, my God! And the inside fabric. Oh, hello. Our arrow bubbles come to mama. The inside fabric says Agent Coulson. Yes, it does. Yes, it does. This is awesome. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So the story behind this, and Lillian knows about this because I was going back and forth between a Sherlock project bag or an Avengers project bag. Back and forth. Back. Oh, they've got Phil Coulson and S.H.I.E.L.D. Okay, project done. (laughs) Let's order that. And um, I am going to give props out to Spoonflower, because this is where the the fabric came from. I don't know what happened, but in between making the order and checking on the order, somehow my address between the old place and the new place merged into some place that doesn't exist, really. (laughs) So it had my my street address at the new place, but it said it was... City of the old place? Yeah, city of the old place, that type of thing. And I... Don't know how that happened, but I basically emailed them and said, look, I don't know how this happened. Just letting you know in case it returns back to you, undeliverable or something like that. 
just let me know I'm looking for it and I'm not mad, just send it to me again. And they were like, we're right on it. We've got, we're, we printed your fabric. We'll get it right back out to you. And yet, and I'm like, they were answering all of my emails. I had a nice conversation with Teresa. <laughs> they were really cool people. I could not fit um, a stripper laced in chocolate and mint leaves in there. So. Oh my God. This is awesome, Maggie. Thank you. I'm glad you like it. <laughs> so yes, props go out to the people at Spoonflower as well. If you want to, go to Spoonflower.com. You can download any of those patterns as wallpaper, as wrapping paper, as fabric. I mean, seriously, you can get bacon printed as wrapping paper. <laughs> Are you serious? Put in a search for Avengers and all kinds of stuff will come up. As a matter of fact, where's your other project bag for Downton? Yep. They have that for the Avengers. Yeah. Oh. I was so close to getting that. Oh. At some point I might have to pay you to make it. <laughs> It'll be done. Because, yes, that would be awesome. Because last <laughs> night when I was making this, and I, I did make about something like 15 of these for Christmas one year for all the knitters. For Easter. Was it was Easter? It, it was oh, Christmas. No. no, okay, yeah, Christmas. It was one Christmas I went to knit night and I just opened up a box and I'm like, here, everybody, take one. And everybody's just like, yoink! Yep, I still have mine upstairs. They, they still, they went a little bit gollum on, on you there. <laughs> but I'm like, okay, I can do this. And I went back and I'm reading through the instructions going, wait a minute. Okay, I obviously ate this part of my brain. I don't remember how to do any of this. <laughs> I will link the tutorial. I did eventually remember. Obviously, I wouldn't be holding this. But I will link the tutorial of how I did this. And it's not that difficult. So, so yes. I'm going to get a photo. We'll do it soon as I this get. way so that the logo's up. Here we go. <laughs> I thought you would really like the Agent Coulson part in the inside. Yes. I did go looking for stitch markers for you that were had little Agent Coulson mini figures, but no such Aww. luck. Dude, they, trust me. The bag is so amazing just on its own. That's awesome. Oh, my God. <laughs> New favorite project bag. Now I have to put something in it. Yep. Happy birthdays. Thank you. Okay, everybody, and on that note, for all of our American friends out there, have a happy 4th of July coming up. And all the Canadians, hope you had a good Canada Day. And for all my fellow Bahamians, our 40th anniversary is coming up. Woo! Woo! And there's another special day coming up. We've been doing this for almost two years. That's true. So I have something a little special in mind, but, you know, we, you and I haven't exactly had much time to talk. No, I haven't. Until now. Okay. So but... I will explain to you later. Okay. And with a little luck, I will be wrangling the newbie in for knit night this week. Yay! We haven't seen the newbie for a while. Yeah. Anyways. Okay. Bye, everybody. Happy Canada Day. Bumfet Canada. Bye. Thanks for listening. You can find old episodes or our show notes at our blog, knit1geek2.emptypockets.org. That's K-N-I-T-1 G-E-E-K-2 dot M-T dash P-O-C-K-E-T-S dot O-R-G. You can also find them at our Ravelry group. Just search Knit One Geek Two in Ravelry's groups feature. If you'd like to get in contact with us, you can leave a comment at the blog, comment on our Ravelry group, or you can send us an email at knitonegeek2 at gmail.com, or you can find us on Twitter at knitonegeek2. Thanks, and keep geeking on!